Um, so <laughs> so there's, a, there's a, I think it's Fallout Boy or Panic at the Disco song called um, Champagne, champagne for, for My Real Friends. Real, real friends, friends, right? Real, real Shams. Real uh, Pain yeah. for My Champagnes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And every time I think about it, I think of Shampoo for My Real Friends. Shampoo <laughs> for My Champagnes. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, that is like the Bill Bailey gag about the Killers song. I forget which song it is, but there's, <laughs> this joke might fall flat. <laughs> oh, there's a line in it where he says, uh, "I've got ha- I've got soul, but I'm not a soldier." Mm-hmm. And then Bill Bailey's version of that is, "I've got ham, but I'm not a hamster." Oh yes, yeah, yes, yes, it's very good. I'm sure you could extrapolate that into more fun. Oh yeah, as well. you definitely could. I haven't done the work, but to find one that's I got actually, cock, but I'm not a cockerel. Okay, yeah, excellent. Um, I got wood, but I'm not a woodsman. <laughs> I have to do a bit of lifting on that one. <laughs> no, you've got wood already. Hey, yeah, I've got a rat, but I'm not a rat. What? <laughs> you want to try that one again? No, that's it. Okay, I've got a rat, but I'm not a raster. No, no. It's basically just us trying to come up with elf on the shelf jokes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. Welcome to Hey Brew, the podcast about beer and storytelling. Each week, one of us brings a beer and a story, often tangentially related. My name is Elliot. My name's Mike. That is the smoothest I've ever done that intro. It sure is. So draw you, attention to it just to make it worse. You definitely didn't have another go at that before. Nope. I just came in a little hot. Yeah. I, I, just a little close to the mic. You just right up on it. Yeah. Mike, mm. what's going on? Uh, I'm really wrecked, uh, having just played a Frisbee tournament all weekend and we're recording on the Sunday evening. It's late. Yeah. It is six hours past our normal bed slash recording time. We record from bed. Yes. Everybody knows it. Just uh, like the whole rapport. Yeah, sure. Um, so Another it, podcast. it's going to be very interesting me doing the story this week. I'm given keen to see how your brain brains. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I think I messaged you early in the week and said I was, I was pretty excited for this one. It's like the most quote-unquote writing that I've done for an episode. Um, and right now I'm very thankful that past me did that because I won't have to think <laughs> too, to much. Carry it too much. Yeah. This is actually really exciting for me because um, you literally, like last time we recorded, I was reading like a prepared, mm. I guess, paragraph that I've written. I've got paragraphs. Yeah, shit, yeah. Um, and I was reading that and you were like, wow, this is good. You should always do it like this. And I was like, Maybe I should. Yeah. And then you said, this is the most writing I've ever done for it. I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to have to step up my game. And then when I texted you last night and said, do you want to record too? And you said, no. I was like, thank fuck. Because I don't have <laughs> anything even remotely prepared. So great. Because if we're stepping up the quality, going to need some time. Yeah. Maybe I'll write while I'm away this week. Yeah, maybe. Mike, any beer news? Um, not really. Uh, I'm, try- I'm trying to think. I had one last night. It was the... <laughs> Just a beer. No, it was the uh, Capital Hang Loose Juice. Oh, yeah, I've seen, seen it around quite a lot. Yeah. How is it? I've seen it on the internet quite a bit. It's delicious. Mm. Um, New England IPA style. Yeah. Um, last night, uh, having, you know, expended nearly 4,000 calories, I was like, I've got, I've got some budget to play with here in terms of what I can eat. Um, so I got a, a big old burger, had that beer, and God, did it go down well. Yeah, I fucking bet. What burger did you get? Uh, I got it from... From Corrupt Kabobas. No, it was uh, uh, Major Tom's a Burger Junkie. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah. Um, for those who aren't aware, that is, as you might be able to guess, a entirely and entirely David Bowie-themed burger joint nearby, mm. and it is Chef Kiss. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what burger it was, but it was uh, it was a, it was like a double patty, but they'd squashed the patties flat, so it didn't like feel like it was just full of meat. Um, and it was actually, I really actually appreciated that. 
Sounds absolutely banging. Because I wanted a lot of protein and I got it. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, and I've done the same tonight. I've gone and got a double patty burger and I'm about to have a beer and I could not be more excited. You are a monster. Um, last night I had the Orderville Modern Times Beer uh, IPA from okay. the US. That was very good. I picked it up from Bottle Mart for like I've $9 and I was not, very happy. Not heard of them. Nor had I and I really enjoyed it. And then he bought that Triple Fruit Gozer again that I had on Christmas. Oh, what's it called? Uh, it's from North Brewery, I think it is from the UK. Yeah, it's just Triple Fruit Gozer, not yeah. the Miss Pinky. No, that's um, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, no, that purple one I had at Christmas, the one that's, that's like right. mad color. Yeah, um, that was really good. But instead, I trapped myself to four big cans, cans, yep. uh, four big cans of cider last night and drank Ooh. it with ice. And it's like it's just a hot day. Yeah, and I was really busy I, all day. That sounds great right now. I haven't had cider in a long time. Honestly, it was a really refreshing evening. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't make it to Crossway this morning, but I did go out for a run as a result. Well. There we go. That's something. Uh, my beer news very quickly. I went to um, Bodrigi last weekend, but oh, yeah. I preceded that by going to... I don't know why I did it this way around in the story. Yeah, I'm working backwards in time. Okay. Um, it's, me- it's like Memento. Yes. Never seen it, but yes. Yeah. Um, I went to Brewer's Feast. Oh, was that the Saturday when it was super raining? Yeah, I would describe it as absolutely pissing it down did for you, a period of about eight hours. Did you end up going back on Sunday? I saw that they, they put out a message nah. saying anyone with a Saturday ticket could go for free. I spent of enough weather. money and calories there. Yeah, I was like, fair. at the end of the day as well, like, just like I did with that protest the other week, like once you're wet, you're wet. Like, that's it. It's just yeah. the end. Like, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, so we just got wet and just got pissed and it was real good. Um, <laughs> and then you just dealt with it later. Yeah, pretty much. We went to Bodrigi and sat there and dried out and got more pissed and then went home. It's good. It's yeah, a good day. Yeah, yeah. Brewer's Feast, always a good laugh. Sounds like a long day. Um, yeah, look, it's more fun when it's sunny, obviously. But yeah. if it had been like 35 degrees, I'd have probably had That's a much almost, more irritating yeah, time. Yeah, it's almost too much. Yeah. So 24 degrees and, and mild sun next year, please, if you can. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. If you could just guerrilla beer festival, me, and just when you're like, weather looks good, beer festival. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we do every time we record. It's that like, is, yeah, yeah. Just, that's also just called going to the pub. Yeah, yeah, or anytime we hang out and drink, it's like, you mm. want to get a beer? It's like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Oh, and then I went to uh, Moondog World to watch Super Bowl as well. It was oh, very good. yeah. Uh, I, I didn't want to bring up the Super Bowl. No, it's fine. I'm not a competitive person. It was a very, very good game. We played amazingly. I'm really happy with how it went, and we didn't lose in any shitty circumstances. We yeah. lost admirably yeah and it was like right at the end because mm-hmm. I, was, I was at work and i was keeping track of the scores i wasn't watching any i watched the highlights later on um and they just blew it out right at the end yeah kansas city chiefs offense has been so productive all year so high octane so high frequency i was surprised we could hold them to 20 points to 10 mm-hmm. points at first and then when they came back 21 points and answered i was like well i you're kind of you're kind of waiting for it. I went into that game thinking we'd lose like forty-seven twenty. Yeah, right. Um, it was thirty-one twenty, bizarrely enough. Mm. Um, and I think we played brilliant football. Mm. I think a couple of things towards the end could have been better, but we were running out of steam. Yeah, fair. And we're a team on the mend still. We went yeah. from winning like never to winning four games to winning six games to winning fourteen games. Yeah, and make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, sure. So I have. No, I'm under no um, illusions. Illusions. That's what I'm looking for. That we're going to be uh, out of contention next year. I think we've sure. got as good a chance next year as ever. Yeah, nice. Mm. I'm a positive, positive sports yes, fan. Yes, you are. I was. Mike's off. Just been trashing Kansas City. As yeah, a, as a place. <laughs> that that you keep that on your private Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? My, no, I just shut my private Twitter account down when I got a work one. Yeah, nice. Mm. I don't. 
I don't want to know. No, you don't. <laughs> Shall we get around it? Let's. You want to. You want to have a look at this beer then. Mm, I do. Yeah. So this I is know this brewery. No. So this is uh, part of the the cache of beers that I brought back with me from New Zealand in oh. December. Uh, I basically went and spent maybe 120 bucks at a local store and brought back I don't know like 20 something beers. Thousand. Um, but I got a bunch of them, you know, with the podcast in mind, obviously. So I got a couple of a number of them. Mm. Um, so this is from Brew Moon. Uh, they're based just out of Christchurch uh, in New Zealand. Um, they're based in Amberley. In North Canterbury. North Canterbury, which is basically like as as you're following State Highway 1 north out of Christchurch, you cannot miss it. Like it's one of those ones where oh, it's, it go, the highway goes through the town. Is it on Markham Street? Uh, possibly. Yes. Yeah, is, it, is, it, is it 12 Markham Street? Is it is on the Amberley? Yes. Do, does it say that? Yes, it does. Okay. Yeah, it is that. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, it's it's like just off the just off the main street. So you could miss it, but you'd honestly be be like pretty hard pressed to, yeah, to yeah, miss right. it in, in such a small town. That's cool. Have you, you know the street for some reason? No, I just read it on the calendar oh. just being me. Oh, okay. I was like... Funny boy. I was like, when was the last time you were in Christchurch? Did you... Literally never. Yeah, okay. I've been to Auckland twice. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so these guys started in 2002, uh, family-owned brewery and tap room there in Amberley. Um, I, despite having lived in Christchurch from 2008 until 2013... It was kind of before I got into craft beer, I guess, but yeah, right. I never tried any of their stuff, never went to the venue. Um, Might not have been so it, tap room right then. Well, they, they still had the beers. Yeah, you know, they've right. been operating since 2002. Um, so yeah, that's that's the beer, the, uh, the brewery, sorry. So the beer today, uh, they've called it Magellan. I'm pretty Magellan of people that aren't going to be drinking this. Yeah, sure. That doesn't make sense. Uh, so it's a Sabro and Citra APA, American Pale Ale. Um, those other two words just being references to the hops yeah, involved. Yeah. Absolutely excited. Can I understand yeah. as well, this is one of the first beers we've had in a little while that's under some stupid percentage. This yeah, well, only 5.8. Yeah, I didn't even check, to be honest. <laughs> normally, <laughs> we, we waddle out of here. Yeah, normally we we accidentally end up drinking an 8 percenter. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, stay, yeah. Tuned, stay tuned for whenever I drop the 18% beer on both of us. Which means next, I need to do A, some writing, and B, pull a good beer out of my ass, yeah. or alternatively, out of a brewery. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe a bottle store or something like that. But uh, why don't we open this beer, pour it out, maybe maybe get my energy levels up a bit, because I could use this right All now. All right, let's do it to it. You're certainly open to easier than mine did. All right. Crisis problem. Well, I mean, I, I cleaned up the Small beer. Small, massive beer. I cleaned up the beer that I spilled. That's all that happened. Prices averted. Let's have a crack at it. Hmm. Ooh. It's not like big punch you in the face hops, but it's no. still like... It's got a bit of it. Yeah. A little it's bit of that like, sort of piney flavor. Yeah. I like, I like that. It's like a little bit more... Because we drink so much... That was the end of the sentence. No, because we <laughs> drink so much beer that these days, which is really fruity hops. Mm. I I had um, another New Zealand beer a couple of days ago. The West World Brewing? No, that's not what it's called. I don't um, know. Hang on. It's called um, Beyond the Clouds by Bach, Bach Brewing. Oh, I don't. I don't know either of those. Oh, is a, um, a West Coast IPA, and this this has mm. kind of got that similar sort of thing. Sure. That um, not super like Vermonty mm. New England 
fruity ridiculousness. Yeah. Which don't get me wrong. I fucking love. Yeah. But this is a bit more sort of like... A little mellow. Yeah, good like earthy, piney, hoppy stuff, yeah. which I'm really into. It's a little bit of a darker, bitterer beer as well. Mm. I was getting there eventually with my, what I was getting at. Yeah, I think, I think like the bitterness is probably the stronger of the two there. Mm. Um, I'm trying to, trying to like get some of the other the, the other flavors out of it because mm. um, yeah i'm just kind of getting that kind of grassy kind of piney but not like super heavy hop flavor mm. it's definitely um predominant yeah I I, look you know me i'm not good oh well, maybe you don't know this about me but i'm mm. terrible at picking out what flavors are yeah like so when you give me things like this and you're like oh can you taste that yeah once you tell them what it is i'm like yeah. hell yeah yeah but before that no i'm really yeah bad at it. there's I'd, I'd say there's like maybe a little bit of sweetness on like when you first taste mm. it um but after, like after a few seconds you're kind of just left with the bitter sort of hot flavor on the tongue yeah, um, it's, think, not, it's not unpleasant. It might sound like I'm talking about it. Like, no, I don't like it. I do like it's it. It's good, and it's a really long, mellow aftertaste of the yeah. bitterness. It's not like you're kind of like yeah, mm, just like sits on the back of your tongue. Yeah, it's it's kind of like puckery in the in the mouth. Like it's almost like a dry um, dryness to the mouth afterwards. I find yeah, a little bit yeah, yeah, real good. Actually, really into that. Yeah, yeah. it's not. Of all the beers we've had, it isn't going to be the one that I'm like, fuck, like that's really like mind blowing. Yeah. But I got to say, it's decent. This is one of those beers that I could see myself drinking three, four pints of quite easily. Yeah, for sure. Like quite happily. Yeah. Um. Oh, just reminding me, tomorrow I've got to fly to Parramatta Virgin in, a, in Melbourne Airport. Yeah. You know what that means? No. Stomping ground. Didn't they close that to like actually do a bunch of work on a new venue for them there? Yeah, it just opened. Oh, did it? Yeah. I didn't see that. The, the new venue just opened in the Virgin uh, Terminal in Melbourne Airport. What time do you fly? Uh, midday. That's okay. I'm you can do that. Yeah, we're going to get there early. Yeah. It's well, me yeah. and Jasmine. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah. It was like, because like, uh, I've got a flight coming up, but it's like nine in the morning. Yeah, so get there at six. Well, yeah, but I don't know. Where are you headed? New Zealand. You have to get there about six anyway. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I don't, is it too early? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how the day goes. I might, I might want it. You'll want it. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. You got anything else to say about this beer? Or should we, nah, should we nah. keep moving? No, no, no. That was, uh, this is delicious and I'm going to be sipping at it throughout. Good. Well, get on it. let's get into it. Let's. Uh, so as the can has probably totally given away, uh, today, we're talking about Magellan. Excellent. Uh, Ferdinand Magellan, Ooh. to be more specific. I'm going to be calling him Ferdy from now on. That Okay, sure. Ferdy Ferd. Ferdy. Um, from the Black Eyed Peas. Well, before you ask, we're not talking about the Pullman Company Observation Railcar, uh, which served as a US presidential railcar during the 40s and 50s, now housed in the Gold Coast Railroad Museum in Miami, Florida. We're not talking Wait, about... So which Magellan are we talking about? Uh, well... Talk about Ferdinand Magellan or... Are there any other Magellans we're not going to be talking about? Uh, there is a huge list I of things bet. that are named after him. I think there's like an Exocet missile type thing, which is probably Magellan. Um, no, I just found it because like I went on the... Uh, I was looking at information and like one of the top suggested you might also want to look at this is like the rail car. And I was like, <laughs> how important is this rail car? Um, no, so we're talking about Ferdinand Magellan or I'll do my best here. Fernal de Mar... Magales uh, in Portuguese. 
Uh, but I'm just going to keep calling him Ferdinand Magellan. Ferdy. Ferdy. Yeah, sure. Let's go with Ferdy. Right. Uh, so he is often, and I, I thought this going into this, uh, often thought of as being the first person to circumnavigate the globe. I, I genuinely thought that was his like claim to fame. Mm. Well. But then again, that's like they say Amerigo Vespucci discovered America or Christopher mm. Columbus. And it's yeah. like, no, it's Leif Erikson. Yeah, the, like, well, discovered the land that we now call America, but didn't call it America. No. Nah. It's kind of, that's where it. they... Leafland. Yeah, and that's why like they're referred to as Indians is because Columbus was trying to find India, just got somewhere and went, Well, this is fucking India. That fucking I know he's cancelled but Louis C. K. thing where it's like we turned up and we were so damn ignorant we were like, This is India, right? And they're like, No. And it's like, No, this this is India. Yeah, we you're were looking for India. You're like, Indians. No, 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 this isn't Nah, you're Indians. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, so that's not quite correct. Um the fact that he was the first person to get around the earth. I'm going to go ahead and say it was a Chinese man. Uh, no. Damn it. Uh, but I'm going to take you on a journey now Ooh. through his journey. Oh, Hang on, you're not going to fucking tell me who the first one was? Or is that part of it? That's part of it. Okay, of so we're say, basically, we're basically, I'm going to give you basically a rundown of the circumnavigation expedition. I thought you were going to dangle that hook and just be like, yeah, nah. No, I'm just going to tell you about his, his early life. <laughs> No, but, I just thought you were going to be like, he wasn't the first. It's like, who was first? I didn't write that down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, some other guy. Um, yeah, so Ferdinand Magellan, Ferdy, as we're calling him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was born around 1480 in Sabrosa, Portugal. So I found it pretty interesting that Sabro the hops, hops they've used. Uh, Sabro. That's got to be the reason, surely. Uh, I'm not sure. Like, I, I looked up the Sabro hop, actually, because I, I, I did make that connection. I was like, do they come from the same part of the world? No, they're grown in, like, New Mexico in the U.S. No, I just mean the name in Sabrosa, and it's an American parallel. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some... I, I, you could spend a bit of time and maybe get the connection to work, but I don't think so. His father was also the mayor of Sabrosa. Nice. Yeah. Good work um, if you can get it. Yeah. And Ferdy uh, spent some time as a page of Queen Eleanor of Vizier. I think I'm pronouncing that right. It's V-I-S-E-U, but it's in Portugal somewhere, so God help me. Um, and he he also later entered... Why do we the, do this to ourselves? I don't know. I was like, this sounds interesting. Oh, no, Portugal's involved. Next week, I'm going to cover someone from England in the 1950s. Yeah, don't don't go for like a Nordic country where the, the languages are just horrendous. <laughs> I just cover someone from England and they just all, they lived for ages in Wales. Like, God yeah, damn it. they probably, they might have. Um, and yeah, Ferdy also later entered the service of King Manuel I of Portugal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I... It, I wrote here, I, I was trying to think of how to make the connection. I just wrote the sentence, he was probably some kind of fancy lad. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, like, as a page, and he's like, eh, once yeah. again. <laughs> I, I don't, I, like, I looked up what a page is. It's kind of just like general sort of kid servant sort of yeah. stuff. Dog's yeah. body. Yeah. Um, he spent a bunch of time in the Navy for Portugal as well. Um, and was involved in a number of battles uh, in the early 1500s. Makes sense. Uh, in, in service of Portugal in... Asia um, in 1512. It was at the time like a lot of Spanish and Portugal forces just trying to like fucking capture the globe um, and just get something, resources. Something we as the Brits frown upon. Yeah, generally. Um, he later fell out of favor with uh, Portugal and their kind of navy uh, after going AWOL. Um, I think it's after going ape shit. <laughs> well, he might have. Um, but yeah, he basically just like fucked off, didn't tell anyone what he was doing for a while. Fair um, and he, he wasn't offered jobs um, after about like 14, uh, the year 1514. 
um and into 1515 um casual just fucking off yeah it like he honest obviously like came from kind of a wealthy background was in a pretty cushy sort of spot he probably had enough money to just do nothing i guess for a while yeah because that's what he did he's been part of the royal court for quite a while yeah um during that time he was also in contact with a friend of his uh about a place called the malukas or the maluku islands god damn it why am i doing this uh which uh is an archipelago in what is now eastern indonesia Okay. So like Southeast Asia sort of area. It was Portuguese colony, wasn't it? Uh, uh, around Dutch. there. There were some around there. Yeah. Um, like Wait, in, Philippines. Yeah. Um, the Maluccas were also known as the Spice Islands uh, due to there being an abundance of spices such as nutmeg, mace, cinnamon, and cloves. So I've heard of them as the Spice Islands, which makes me feel like such a colonialist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously catnip to resource-hungry colonialists. <laughs> I thought you were saying, and obviously catnip, whichever one wanted. <laughs> well, they got yeah. They love cats, right? I don't know. Yeah, Egyptians, yeah. Portuguese, whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Ferdy was hearing about the... Uh, you know the potential bounty that mm. was that was down there, uh, and apparent, spice, spice apparently um, was repeatedly asking King, Man- King Manuel of Portugal uh, to fund an expedition to go down there and basically you know capture the resources. Essentially, um, that that kind of la- that last part is kind of speculation because the records from around that time were pretty unclear about this. Um, but so <laughs> I've written here so far, it feels like I'm just playing Civilization. I also just like you know, the idea is like he's asking King Rangwell for like support and but the records are spotty. It's just like him at like two a.m. It's like you up, <laughs> yeah, or the or the fifteen hundreds equivalent of yeah. you up. I'll <laughs> send I'll send my page. Uh, oh, oh, want to buy some spice? I accidentally bought like a whole quarter. I don't yeah. need that much. <laughs> Willing to trade sheep for wood. Oh <laughs> uh, dear, yeah. Um, so yeah, at, at this time... I haven't played Civ, so I couldn't come back with anything. I was yeah. like, uh... um, At this point, it's worth noting that Portugal and Spain at the time were operating under the uh, the Treaty of Tordesillas of 1494, ah. uh, which basically divided the world in half between the two nations. <laughs> and uh, I wonder who else signed it. Yeah, uh, the Pope. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but if you think about like uh, where Spain and Portugal are, sort of Medi- Medi- Mediterranean, and you've got Southeast Asia, right? You basically have to go one of two ways around the earth to get there. Um, Through all of it yeah. or around all of uh, it. Over. Yeah. No, planes were anything. Um, yeah. But it, that, that treaty happened to leave the more easy eastern route uh, to the Spice Islands to Portugal. And Spain, if they wanted to go, could not go that way. Right. Yeah. That's it. Basically, like it's literally split the world in half that way. What a dickish fucking. Yeah. There's, like there's a whole bunch of other stuff to it, but for the purpose of the story, that's the relevant part. Yeah, Lord. Yeah. Um. So Ferdy probably pissed off at not getting what he wanted, and definitely knowing about this treaty, uh, he asked to leave Portugal and to serve another master, essentially. <laughs> Um, he headed straight to Spain. Satan, oh. <laughs> he headed straight to Spain, met up with King Charles I, who later became Holy Roman Emperor Charles V, and pitched the idea of taking the more difficult and uncharted western route around the world to get to the Spice Islands for Spain. Gotcha. Yeah. it's <laughs> The king said, yep, what a concept. I could use a little spice myself, and granted <laughs> him... Sorry, the king, the king said what? <laughs> the king said, yep, what a concept. I could use a little spice myself. Hmm. Is that a direct translation from the 1500 Spanish? Uh, look, it's uh, approximate. I like it. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, it was it was <laughs> you know <laughs> I could use a little spice myself. <laughs> what was that accent? I don't know. It started out as American and became Dutch-ish. Spanish. Not yeah. Dutch. <laughs> yeah. Bosch, no. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Ferdy and uh there was a cosmographer, which is basically someone who maps the stars. Yeah. Um it's a fucking good job title. Yeah. By the name of uh Rui Falero. We'll call him Rui. Yeah. Um so yeah, Ferdy and Rui. Um they were kind of the, the main guys wanting to get this expedition off the ground. Mm. Uh, the king of Spain gave it to them. Chuck. Uh, Chuck? What did I have it? King Charles, yeah. Okay, Charles. Chuck. Chuck I. Ch- I, comma, Chuck. Ferdy, <laughs> <laughs> Rui, I, Chuck. Yeah, very good. Um, but there were also a number of bounties that he offered to them if they were successful. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them being a 10 year monopoly on the route that they took. Fuck yeah. Uh, also they would be, um, appointed governors of any lands or islands found as well as 5% of the resulting net gains. Uh, and, and a fifth, you were born in the wrong era, but also a fifth of the gains of the travel itself as well as some other percentage cuts of future trips made along that route. So yes. not only do they have the monopoly, but like if they let someone else take it, they're going to get a cut. Like, That's ludicrous. Yeah, it's so much. And they're also just being paid to do it anyway. It's not like, hey, you can do it, but you don't get properly paid until you're successful. It's like, just go nuts. And once again, as far as Spain and Portugal were concerned, they just owned these anyway. Yeah, like on paper they owned it, but they didn't. They had never they made. They didn't ne- go well. They'd never made the trip before because yeah. they just thought it was so hard, and they didn't really have a picture of what the world looked like, which will f- definitely factor in later. Um, so yeah, expeditions funded by Spain, uh, which provided ships carrying two years worth of supplies. Um, they had a crew of about two hundred and seventy men, um, most of whom were Spanish or Portuguese, but it actually also included sailors from another of an, a number of other countries, sort of around that area. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, so they had five ships in total. They had the Trinidad, which was the flagship of the expedition, uh, which was captained by Magellan. Yeah. Didn't we discuss Trinidad and Tobago last episode as well? We did. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, they also had the San Antonio, the Concepcion, uh, the Santiago and the Victoria. Great names. Yeah. Aren't they? Yeah. Um, Christians did some things right. So in a section I've titled for myself, here we go. We're about to start the journey. At fucking 40 minutes into this recording. Um, So they set off in 1519. Uh, They're setting out from Seville, Spain. Uh, Obviously sailed down and out of the Mediterranean. And they're heading along sort of the northwestern coast of Africa. Mm -hmm. um, Reaching South America sort of towards the end of 1519. Um, It was during that ocean crossing... Uh, that the first attempted mutiny occurred for the journey. Fuck yeah. yeah first bit of the journey. out of the gates like, where we're straight into day mutiny. Day two, you can still see port. Yeah, well, no, they're in the still fucking ocean. <laughs> um, the Victoria's boatswain, I didn't think to look up what that means. Uh, uh, it's, it's, we pronounce it bosun. It's the, oh, uh, bosun. Yeah. Well, I've heard that word before. But yeah, it's, I, it, like, it's just... It, it, bosun, yeah. okay. So the, the bosun was caught having... Well, se- I fucking hope that's right, because I've been doing that their whole life. Well... I'll, I'll just this say now. I'll say boatswain, and then if I'm wrong, I, I'm the one that's wrong, and you haven't tried to correct me, and then you're wrong. Why is a wing right? I don't know. Anyway, that guy, <laughs> that guy on the Victoria. What's his name? I don't know. Yeah. Um. I don't. Dave. Think, yeah. Rui. Da- 
Chuck sure. I. Dave. Dave. All right. So Dave, I'm not going to say Dave because then someone out there named Dave will feel bad. Um, the boatswain, bosun, whoever it is, uh, was caught having sex with a cabin boy. Okay. Yep. Uh, homosexuality at the time was punishable by punishable by death in Spain. So I'm just going to go ahead and say I didn't think you were going to say that. I thought you were going to say the boatswain was the guy who tried to take over. No. That's why I was like Dave and wondering no, why no, you'd no, be no, upset. No. Um, so yeah, right punishable by death in Spain. Not uh, the pedophilia bit though. N- uh, no, it's Catholic Spain. No, just the homosexuality. Like the, the, uh, yeah. Um, to to which I say get entirely fucked. Um, even mm. though like so take that five hundred years ago. Yeah. Even though like homosexuality was rampant when groups of men were spending these long trip long trips together adrift at sea. Yeah, it's the navy. Yeah. What else are you gonna fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I really thought, oh, wow. <laughs> just, no. just derailing everything. Yeah. Um, so Magellan, sorry, 30, uh, held a trial on the Trinidad, uh, found him guilty and sentenced him to death by strangulation. Uh, it didn't go into how or who would do the strangulation. It just said strangulation. Um, the cabin boy with his thighs. Yeah. Um, is that, yeah, so it's actually unclear how he was executed, but you better believe they did it because <laughs> that was what you did at those times. Um, it's a bit of entertainment for the yeah, journey. Yeah. So, so after after the trial, um, Magellan's captains, the other the other like captains of the other ships, they actually challenged a couple of them challenged his leadership, which is where the mutiny came. Um, I think it was uh, it was something about like the way the trial was held. They weren't happy with that, or it was something related to that. Um, oh, sorry, and and also like the choice of route, like <laughs> taking this route around the other the hard way around the earth. To- Two issues. One, yeah. stop killing the gays. Yeah. Two, we're going the wrong way. Well, stop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like partially just worrying about endangering the crew. Um, but, you know, you're crossing oceans to get rich. Uh, so maybe some risk is involved. Um, yeah. So the, the mutiny was led by the captain of the San Antonio, uh, Juan, <laughs> Juan de Cartagena. I'll do my best. Cartagena. Cartagena, sure. Uh, but it ultimately failed, obviously, because I said attempted mutiny. Um, and they they left him, Juan, uh, placed in stocks. And if you you know what they are, mm-hmm. kind of big wooden things. You stick your hand and hands and your head through it, and you're just kind of locked up. It's like early handcuffs, but it's made out of wood. <laughs> That's a strange analogy, but yes, kind of. <laughs> um, and yeah, he was like relieved of his command of uh, the ship. Uh, I forget which one, uh, but despite the, so this was all despite the fact that he could have tr- been tried for mutiny and killed for it. Mm. Like that was also under the law, totally fine. Um, <laughs> but, but no, Rodring the cabin boy, definitely death. Definitely kill that man. Uh, all right, we move on to my next section, which I've called "Oops, all mutinies." <laughs> so, fifteen twenty has them traveling south along the eastern coast of South America. So, sort of, you know. Kind yeah. of, coming down that side, uh, looking for what they called El Paso, uh, which was a fabled strait that would lead them to the Spice Islands. Like I said before, mm-hmm. they've got a bit of an idea about how the how the world looks, but not enough to know that South America's fucking huge and you have to yeah. go all the way around it. They just thought there was like going to be this little narrow channel that goes right through the middle of it. Yeah, they're basically looking for the Panama Canal 400 years before it was built. Yeah, something like that. Um, they would spend the better part of two months trying to find it or thinking that they had uh, only to stop in a place called St. Julian Julian, I'm not sure. It's in Argentina so probably Julian Mm -hmm. something along those lines. Uh, So yeah, March 1520, they stopped there um, for what was referred to as overwintering 
which is basically you hide out and wait for winter to fuck off. Yeah, because winter in Argentina, it's quite close to Antarctica. Yeah, it's getting down there. Yeah. Where, by the way, it was 18.5 degrees yesterday. Yeah, all right. Good. That sounds nice. Good. Yeah. Uh, so after landing in St. Julian, uh, another mutiny was attempted by Cartagena yet again. Fucking, he does not learn, does yeah, he? Yeah, a.k.a. the same guy, former captain of the San Antonio. Uh, with the same reason as, as the first time. He just wanted to have another crack at it. Fair play, double jeopardy. Yeah, so this time he had support from uh, Gaspar de Quesada and Luis Mendoza, uh, the captains of the Concepcion and Victoria, respectively. Um, long story short, it didn't work. Um, How are three of five ships mutinying? Mutinying? Mutineering? Well, Mendoza, mm. one of the three involved, was killed during the attempt. Uh, de Quesada was later executed for the attempt. And Cartagena was marooned and new captains were appointed for the aforementioned boats. Jesus. Yeah, so it was actually like a full-on kind of fight over the whole thing. It wasn't just like people shouting. Mm. Some people actually died over it. Uh, so Christ, we get to sort of late April, early May, 1520. Uh, this is when the, the, the Santiago was sent out to try to find this mythical strait that they were spending all this time looking for, yeah. only to get caught in a storm and wrecked. Oh. Uh. Yay. Uh, so August 1520 is when they... 20% fi- done. Yeah. August 1520 is when they finally leave St. Julian. Uh, They're over winter. At- oh, wait. Southern yeah. Hemisphere. Yeah, they stopped in March. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah I, and I it's still, 500 years ago. Seasons shift. No, but I still think of winter as Northern Hemisphere winter. Mm. Despite being six and a half years here now. Yeah. Winter is still December for me. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, so set off in August. Uh, in October of 1520, they reach uh, Cape... It's called Cape Virgins. Um, I saw... It was, it's was. it got some other like uh, Portuguese or something version of it. I, I'm tired of trying to do languages right now. My brain hurts. Um, but I did see one reference to this cape, which called it the Cape of 11,000 Virgins, which is reference to some biblical tale or something. I was like, why? Why, why 11,000? I don't know why I'm amused by Cape Virgins anyway, but 11,000 of them is just so yeah. funny. Um, so that's sort of the uh, the southeastern tip of continental Argentina. Tell you, he's never had the southeastern tip. 11,000 virgins. There you go. So that cape was the entry to what is now known as the Strait of Magellan. Something else about virgins and entry. Carry on. Yeah. Wait. Oh. Yeah. Strait of Magellan. Yeah. That's where that is. Um, the strait. So this is the strait that they were looking for, um, which gets them to the other side of South America. The problem. Wait, so the, it actually exists. Yeah, but it's way down the fucking end of it. Like, there's only a little bit left of South America once you go past oh, it. Like, I was gonna say, and uh, it's kind, it's kind of like there's a bunch of islands and stuff in there as well. It's not just like a straight shot through. No, no, no I can imagine. It's just the bit where Argentina breaks up at the bottom, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, Fair it's basically that. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's basically what they were looking for the entire time. It's just, yeah, right at the end. Um, and they almost had to sail around the entire continent to find it anyway. So it's like you, you spend like another week or so and you're, you're in the same spot. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, so by the end of 1520, um, they would leave the strait and into the Pacific Ocean on the other side uh, of South America. Um, and that would be their next ocean crossing, obviously, to get over to, to Asia. Um, yeah, Jesus, they're like halfway. Yeah, but 1520 wouldn't end without one last piece of drama. Oh, the mutiny? Uh, no. Okay. The San Antonio failed to return to the fleet uh, towards the end of October. 
Uh, oh, no, you're right. It was another mutiny. Uh, the captain, who was also Magellan's cousin, uh, had been overcome by an actually successful mutiny. Oh, God. Uh, he was stabbed a little and put in chains. Um, the San Antonio... Wait, wait what's his name? Uh, I Do I have it? No, I didn't actually write it down. Okay, because I just want you to be like... Little for, little Stabby. Fergie's cousin can have Stabby. Was it Little Stabby as a treat? Yes. <laughs> little Stabby as a treat. Uh, yes. Uh, the San Antonio then just fucked off back to Spain. <laughs> that was taking them fucking ages as well. Yeah. At this point, you must have been just like, shall we mutiny? It's like, it's a long way home. It's like, it could be further out. It's like, yeah. It's like, yeah. Fine. Yeah. So. Then we move on to the year 1521, mm. and I have written here that it's a real humdinger. <laughs> I wrote this like days ago, and I've forgotten half the shit I wrote, so I'm now getting surprised by my own words. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so Magellan had no idea just how big the Pacific Ocean was on account of there being no Google Maps, and people generally just being dumb about a bunch of shit back then. <laughs> how fucking high were you when you wrote this? <laughs> none. I was none high and maybe a beer in. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, he thought South America and the Spice Please Islands... Please take that as an implication that Mike takes any kind of drugs, listeners. Yeah, alcohol. Um, yeah, so he thought South America and the Spice Islands, which are in Southeast Asia, as we've mentioned, mm. uh, he thought they would be about three or four days apart by sea. Um, it would turn out to be nearly four months before they got there. Not even that far apart now by sea. Yeah, but um, yeah, it took them better part of four months to to reach the Philippines, which is not even quite into where the Spice Islands are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So April... Uh, yeah, sorry. So March is sort of when they get over to uh, the Philippines and around there. And April brings about uh, the Battle of Mactan, M-A-C-T-A-N. Mm-hmm. Uh, short intro to this battle, uh, basically the events leading up to it. Um, Magellan discovers an island, orders his men to get up all on it. Um, all of you get up all on that island. Uh, yes. Uh, Magellan makes friends with the locals who he then converts to Christianity. Uh, like a pro level age of empires player, he keeps converting units in the surrounding area. Woolaloo. Exactly. Uh, Thank you. most local chiefs went along with it, but one by the name of Datu Lapu Lapu was not having a bar of it. Sick. Uh, Magellan went to the island of Muktan to try to persuade him to change his mind. That's the setup. Is this like when Cook went to Hawaii to try and persuade them to let him come to Hawaii? Sort of. Fair yeah, enough. It was, it was like initially billed as like he's going to talk with them and then it kind of maybe got a little violent, mm. uh, which we'll get to now. Um, so Lapu Lapu and his crew uh, fought back and that is what the Battle of Mactan is. Uh, the... <laughs> Like, if you go on Wikipedia and you look up details about a battle, it'll give you, like, a list of, like, this side had this many people. This oh, yeah, side. I love yeah. that. The that's real good. So, for this one, uh, they list the competing forces as 1,500 native warriors, mm-hmm. which are the defensive side, uh, versus 49 Spanish explorers and two to 300 allied natives. Yeah, it's not very many. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, many of the, the native warriors in the defensive side, i.e. not Magellan's boys, um, they recognized Magellan and went straight for him. <laughs> so like, oh, we've heard about you. That's we've the seen sick. the pictures, I guess. I yeah. don't know. Um, and it my, was my warriors. He'll be wearing a funny hat. <laughs> He'll sound Portuguese. I don't know. Um, the answers to Fergie. Ferdy. Ferdy. With a D. Yes. Yes. That's correct. Yeah. Um, and it was <laughs> Ferdinand. <laughs> Ferdinand Magellan. Yes. <laughs> 
no. Uh, um, we shouldn't be laughing because it was in this battle that Magellan lost his life. Good. He sounds like a dick. <laughs> 500 years ago. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so in on uh, where are we up to? I've just fucking scrolled past my notes. Oh, uh, he they yes. all went for him. Yeah, yeah, and then they they got him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! There was a lot of them. Yeah, um, on May first, uh, one of those initial friendly local locals that Magellan had converted to Christianity. Hey, May first, um, he invited the men ashore for a feast. This is after the battle and all that so, sort of re- resolved, and they're backing off again. Mm. Um, during this, uh, Duarte Barbosa, uh, one of the two new co-commanders following Magellan's death, um, Barbosa was killed, uh, along with 26 others and the new captain of the Victoria, uh, Juan Serrao, the other new co-commander was captured and later killed. So they've gone from Magellan dead. Let's get two guys to take that job. Now they're both dead as well. Sick. Yeah. Um, there are now three ships remaining. If you've been keeping score of the I initial haven't. five, uh, we've got the Victoria, the Trinidad and the Concepcion. Uh, the command of the expedition at this point was taken over by Juan Carvalho. I'm just butchering the shit out of these. Um, it's good. Yeah. Carvalho. Yeah. Carvalho. Um, who immediately got everyone the fuck up out of there. Yeah. He sounds like the best one. Yeah. yeah that, that's a smart move. Let's retreat. <laughs> Have we considered not? Yeah. <laughs> um, however, there weren't enough men for three ships. They were down to about 115 out of their original 270-ish. Um, so they burned the Concepcion down. Uh, also on account of it apparently having a bunch of worms in it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So Burn bad, it down, move on. Bad wood. Uh, so to recap, you've got Juan Carvalho. That's why you'd hit it. <laughs> um, bad wood. So yeah. Juan Carvalho in charge of the remaining ships, uh, the Trinidad and the Victoria. Uh, he captains the Trinidad uh, with Gonzalo Gomez de Espinosa, captain of the Victoria. So, with, with me so far? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot going on. Yeah, like it got detail heavy. Mm. Okay, so they fucked off they two new captains. Down, yeah, two boats, two captains. Good to go, nice and simple. Yep. They set sail throughout Southeast Asia for the next six months or so, still searching for the Spice Islands. Probably having a fucking ripper of a time. Yeah, probably. Um, People who backpack around Southeast Asia seem to love it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, still looking for the Spice Islands. They haven't managed to, to do so yet. Uh, along the way, they decide to have yet another leadership spill. Sweet Jesus. On September 21. That's a good analogy because they are worse than the liberals at this state. Yeah. Uh, Carvalho was made to step down as the leader of the expedition. Uh it was replaced by someone called Martin Mendez, who has not featured yet. Uh, Espinosa would switch ships to become captain of the Trinidad, and Juan Sebastián Elcano becoming captain of the Victoria. Wait, so M- <laughs> M- Mendez became captain yeah. of the Trinidad? No, he's the uh, the leader of the expedition. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. And then captain switched to the other boat, and then you got a new captain on the other one. I thought he'd like stepped up and be like, "I'm the captain now," and then the captain of the boat turned up and was like, "No, no, no, <laughs> oh. still me." <laughs> Look at me. Wouldn't have thought so, champ. Um, so yeah, on November 8th, they finally reach the Spice Islands. Fantastic. This is, what, 1521, I think I said. They are down three ships out of five. Yep. Down a lot of men. Many, many men. Many, yep. many captains, specifically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's the most dangerous job you can be as the captain, statistically, at this point. Yeah. And somehow they think they're going to get back? Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, 
I mean, you're talking about a circumnavigation. Of course, we'll get to it. Uh, they land on the island of uh, Tador. Tadore, it's T-I-D-O-R-E, but it's Southeast Asia, so who knows? Tadore. Jesus. Tidore, maybe. Maybe it's like Timor, like yeah. Tidore. Uh, they met with the island's leader uh, mm-hmm. named El Mansur, uh, who was a top bloke and got on board with the king of Spain's whole deal. Right. He was just like, oh, yeah, let's set up a trade, basically. Yeah, um, fuck yeah. Yeah, they set up a trading post and the explorers started basically buying everything <laughs> to take back home. I mean, fair play. Yeah. Um, we do have a lot of nutmeg and it is quite poisonous. I mean, we're not using it. Yeah. Now we're, now we're into... Uh, the section I called "Are We There Yet," <laughs> which I I relate to right now. <laughs> uh, the ships go to leave to return to Spain on December fifteen of mm-hmm. the same year, uh, but it turns out that the Trinidad is all kinds of beat up, uh, so stays in Tadore uh, for repairs. They got a big shipbuilding tradition in Tadore. Uh, I mean, they eventually fix the boat, so yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, now. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Victoria, success. The Victoria, on the other hand, uh, captained by Elcano, is totally fine uh, and sets off alone to return to Spain. I imagine this is going to go well. <laughs> yes. Uh, they sail west out of Asia, across the Indian Ocean, around the southern end of Africa, and all the way back to Spain, oh. finally completing the circumnavigation. I thought they were allowed that way. Earth. No, this is like continuing the journey west back out. Yeah, did I, I, thought, did they I, go, east? I thought they had to go west originally. No, I, I, said, because... I said west. Yeah, no, but I thought they weren't allowed to go east originally because that was... That was Portugal's. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, but they came from the east back west. So that's what a circumnavigation no. is. Yeah, yeah. So they, they, I thought they went west and would have to go back east to get back. No, they just kept going west. Then why they didn't just go fucking east in the first place. Then. They're allowed. But if they're the allowed... treaty. No, but if they're allowed to go east... No, the, I, I, I know... They can go to the same place. They just have to go a different way. That's so dumb. Yeah, isn't it? It's so much more dumb. Yeah, that's that's what they cared about back then. <laughs> so they didn't split the earth into two parts. What they did is split the directions. Yeah, because they knew that that way was more difficult. Oh, you fucking idiots. <laughs> so mad. But they had the easy route and they didn't go. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Let's get back to, to them finishing the circumnavigation. <laughs> Uh, even though it cost them four whole ships, I mean, because they left one behind, basically, uh, and dozens of men to do so. Um, while the Victoria was making its way back around the arse end of Africa, the Trinidad uh, attempts to do the same, uh, but going back the way they came to the east. So they're kind of like flaunting the whole treaty bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean to they, they, Well, they go at it for about five weeks. Um <coughs> before giving up and heading back to the Spice Islands where the ship is captured by a Portuguese fleet only oh, then to be only then to be wrecked in a storm. <laughs> how much how much waste? How much spice has there even been at this point? I mean they bought a bunch one of it. One ship? One ship's worth, yeah. That's what made it back. <laughs> all right, all right. Shall I continue? Yep. Yeah. Um so Where's I Chuck in all this? I mean, he's still still, at home, still can. Chilling yeah, he's waiting for the spice to come chilling back. Chilling the can. Yeah, oh. waiting for daddy to bring home the bacon. <laughs> spice daddy. My bacon daddy. Yeah. Uh, so new spread of the circumnavigation, uh, which kicked off a bunch of other people trying to do the same thing, uh, including one Sir Francis Drake in 1578. Hey, my boy. Yeah. My uh, boy Drake. It also led to Ferdy getting uh, posthumously dragged a bit. Good. Yeah. He was posthumously and Stimously, yeah, 
Humusly. An idiot. Yeah. Uh, people in Portugal hated him for defecting to Spain. People in Spain hated him because of what the survivors were saying about him, uh, which may have been bullshit, but who knows? Know. Uh, in the end, it doesn't really matter because um, Magellan's legacy is actually pretty substantial. Yeah. Um, which, when you consider the fact that he didn't even complete the circumnavigation. Yeah. So that that was one of the things that, that came up because Elcano was the one to finish it. It should actually be referred to probably as the Magellan Elcano circumnavigation of the Earth. Yeah. Because like, he, he was obviously the guy who kind of kicked the whole thing off, but he died along the way and someone but else finished the job. That's like saying like uh, Yuri Gagarin was the first man to set foot on the moon. He wasn't. Mm. That's the best one I could pick because I don't know who kicked off the space race. <laughs> anyway, uh, to, to sort of touch on some of uh, Ferdy's legacy like looking back from today um he was actually the one who named the pacific ocean the pacific ocean fair enough for one thing um and there's like a ton of stuff that's named after him did he was like okay so we need to um we need to cross the ocean which one this one specifically (laughs) fuck you i knew you were going there and i let you do it anyway yeah (laughs) i thought you were saying this ocean could you be more specific oh you mean pacific and then that's what they had (laughs) anyway (laughs) and he was captain so no one dead yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, ton of stuff. That's how the mutiny died. He kept saying things like "pacifically" and "irregardless." Uh, inflammable. That's a word. But flammable and inflammable mean the same thing. Yeah, no, but that's not a good example of this. I don't care. It's my episode. Fair enough. <laughs> um, he's got a ton of stuff named after him, which I've been trying to say this whole time, uh, including uh, craters both on Mars and the Moon. Uh, there's the Magellan, Magellanic Cloud, uh, which are two oh, two yes. dwarf galaxies in the uh, southern celestial hemisphere. Yeah, he fucking won this, didn't he? Yeah. Um, there's an asteroid and a NASA probe that they sent to Venus in 1989 named after him. There's two large telescopes, and there's also the giant Magellan Telescope, which is expected to be built in 2025. I don't think he deserves it. No. Uh, there's the Strait of Magellan, which we touched on earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also the Magellanic Penguin. So he's got a breed of penguin named after him. And there was a ton of other That's stuff. The dream. And these were kind of the most, the ones that I found most interesting anyway. I've heard of quite a lot of those as well, which is even more irritating. Mm. Um, but I'm going to wrap this up with something that I found really fucking interesting. Go for it. Yeah. So Magellan actually had a slave by the name of Enrique um, on the journey. Mm-hmm. And Enrique, believe it or not, actually made it all the way through the circumnavigation journey, all the way back to Spain. Fuck yes, Like, lad. despite all these ships burning down or crashing or whatever, he managed to get all the way home. That's because he's a survivor. Yeah. But some historians actually believe uh, that he originally came from the part of the world where the Spice Islands are. Get fucked. So, if that's true... Uh, it it means, was all his idea. No, oh. it, it means that he was technically the first person to circumnavigate the Earth because he started in the Spice Islands, oh. got to Spain, and then got back. You fucking beauty. Yeah. Enrique. Yeah. Yes, lad. Yeah, like I, I left him out of the story because, you know, slavery. But then I found this thing and I thought it whips so fucking hard. I have to get it in there at the end. Yeah. Yeah, fuck you, Magellan. Yeah. The Enrique telescope. Yeah, Team Enrique all the way. Yeah, I like it. Also, I really listen to Enrique Iglesias now. You could on your way home. I'm gonna. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that is Magellan, the Magellan Elcano circumnavigation. Mm. But more importantly, the it's Enrique in, navigation. It's the Enrique story. Yeah. Yes. 
I wish this beer was <laughs> had just been called Enrique, and all the way through, it was just waiting for that fucking punchline. <laughs> yeah, that would be so good. Yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah highly dice, and yes, a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. good work. There was a lot of maps and timelines and stuff that I had to fan refer to. Dude, I got to say, like the the amount of times that sometimes I'm on a podcast, I'm like, I would really love if this was in like visual format. I guess yeah. that's called television. Well, that's video essays on YouTube now. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. There's a ton of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Banging. Yeah. We have to look at some mappage going on now. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal. Excellent stuff. Christ. Oh, I think I think the exhaustion is like actually destroying me right now because this 5.8% yeah. beer has got me there. Ruined you, sir. Yes, it has. Fair enough. Well. But anyway, that's. Fucking. That's the story. Yeah. My man Enrique. Yeah. yeah. I'm all about it. Yeah, I, like I, so it sounds like I'm just being kind of like contrarian. But throughout that story, I was just getting more and more angry with all of the protagonists. Oh yeah, and you then bringing be. and then dropping Enrique on me at the end like that. Oh, cherry. Yeah. Fuck yes. Yeah. What a payoff. Yeah. Real <laughs> man. Oh wow. Um. Yeah, I need to find out more about um this guy, the Chinese guy who I'm thinking of now, then because mm. like I saw a wicked fucking um comparison of the ship uh christopher columbus sailed in the nina the Piedmont santa maria the ship mm-hmm. that he sailed in and then compared to the scale of um this chinese explorer's ships that were oh, called right. t-ships yeah and honestly so the the little model of the um let's just go the the nina mm. was like uh two three inches across like bow to stern mm. Mm. um and then the t-ship was like eight nine ten inches these things were fucking ginormous and he just like did loads of mad exploring in it it's sick wow Um, but he's like unsung hero because he's not western basically yeah of course god when they when they take over the world the chinese are really gonna stuff us yeah they're like hey you need to read all these books and know our bullshit yeah here start out with journey to the west oh but it's really really nuanced I don't know. I never read it, but I just you know, <laughs> so there's a lot going on. So you're well suited to, yeah. to, to critique it. So if anything, I'm exactly the market they're looking for. Yeah, yeah. the idiot who knows nothing but is willing to have an opinion anyway. Yeah, it's Chaucer, but for the Chinese, <laughs> I don't know enough of either to. No, make I mean that either. Work. I literally know nothing about either of them. So fantastic critic there, Elliot. Yeah, you want to wrap this thing up now? Yep. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been Hey Brew. And if you liked what you heard, you should follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at mm-hmm. Hey Brew Podcast. All one word, Hey Brew Podcast. Mm. Mike, where else can they find our bullshit? Uh, well, there's the website. Mm-hmm. There's heybrew.zone, um, which is a nice, easy-to-use website. It's got episodes on there if you want to listen in the browser and not save your, your history like a, like a mad person. But you can do that. Yeah. Uh, there's also links on there to various podcast providers if you prefer to do it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of podcast providers, if you want to use any of those to leave us a review or to subscribe or to hit that like. Mm. Can't believe we're saying this. I don't, um, I don't think they actually have a, a like Or feature. hit that like. I would say subscriptions are the, are the main thing that, that matter. Fine. Subscribe um, and review. Subscribe and review. Please. We really appreciate it. Uh, we'd love to hear what you think. Hmm. And then the email is hello at heybrew.zone. Hello at heybrew.zone. I should put that on the soundboard. Yeah. Just push that. That'd be actually banging. It's so easy. We could actually just record this whole thing. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what can they do at hello at zone? I mean, send emails to that address. Mm. Um, Anything you'd like to receive? I mean... Not emails from Twitter. Yeah, pretty much at this point. It's like I've followed enough for me to be captured by some sort of recommendation algorithm and it's all just like, hey, you should follow these other breweries too. I'm like, uh, I kind of already am. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, sick. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, that's um, pretty much that, I think. Yeah, Unless I've missed something. Mm, um, I don't think so. Yeah. Please tell your friends about the good word that, of Hey Brew. Yeah. <laughs> Spread the good word lest we come around and proselytize to you directly. I mean, that will basically be us on the doorstep with a six pack and we'll just have a couple of beers. That sounds fucking rad. It does. That would actually be the greatest way to spur interest in the podcast. Guerrilla marketing. It's like, hey, do you want some beer? (laughs) All right. Got an idea. Table. We just have a big chili bin full of beers. Good. Esky or cool box, if you will. And then people are just a sign saying, hey, brew, come and have a beer. And then people come up and we talk to them about the podcast. Wait, are we going to be sitting in a park and it's, hey, brew, change my mind? Kind of. I don't know. Okay. Hey, brew, tune in. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we just have beers with people, and if they like the bands, they can listen. Yes, they can. Fantastic. And, and they bands. should. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, that has been an episode. It sure has. Number 22, I think. Yeah, we're getting Shit. up there. Damn right. You know, one day we'll probably hit 100 if we don't get really bored before then. Because <laughs> I mean, there, been keep, a year. there keeps being beers and stories that really need addressing. No, I, I can't think of any other st- stories, though. That's it. There's no. all of them. Okay, <laughs> we've covered all of human history. Yeah, and some animal. Yes, and some fictional. <laughs> yes, that's a really good point. <laughs> Lots of fictional. Yeah, this one was wet, not so much spooky. Mm. Did cover a kind of semi-fictional though. Well, or rather it cleared up a semi-fictional. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, <laughs> that's been Hey Brew. I've been Elliot. I've been Mike. Cheers. Cheers. <sighs> I'm glad I got through that whole episode before I yawned.